chaos is everywhere. Ta-da. Ta-da. All right, so um, here we are. This is the first uh, co-recording of a Chaos Traveler, um, which is awesome, because when I thought of this, I was like, oh, yeah, this is going to be fun if I can get either one of you to sit down and break down a song. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm your host, Jonathan Gilchrist. Today with me is DJ Madman, and we're going to talk about the song In Hell, I'll be in good company by the Dead South. If you listen to the other episodes, it's pretty simple. I'm going to start reading the lyrics. We're going to talk about the lyrics, and then we're going to be done. So that's how it works. And this is uh, – I just find this funny how it worked out. We just recorded a bank episode, which will air at some point in the future. This is actually as close to live as our podcast gets because when we're done, I'm going to release it today because I release these on Sundays. And today happens to be a Sunday, so uh, March oh. 20th is when this is going to be released. Craziness. So, yeah. It's just serendipity. Pretty much. Um, so, okay, yeah. So, we just watched the music video of the song. Um, and I think I'll just start going through the song and we'll, we'll start talking about it. It'll include everything. So, the first part of the song is uh, Dead Love Couldn't Go No Further, Proud of and Disgusted by Her, Push Shove a Little Bruised and Battered, Oh Lord, I Ain't Coming Home with You. I actually like because it's one of those songs where I don't you get a lot of the words, but not everything is clear. Mm-hmm. It starts off in such kind of a dark place, really, when you think about it. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty clear. In fact, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm gonna what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna keep going for maybe until we get to the the um chorus, I think it mm-hmm. would chorus, just because that way we'll have a little bit more to talk about how it starts. So yes. after that, it goes, My life's a bit more colder. Dead wife is what I told her. Brass knife sinks into my shoulder. Oh, babe, don't you know what I'm going to do? I, God, I really did not know the song was so dark. Um, oh, yeah, no. Yeah, I, I'm not good at lyrics. Like, I'm not good at <laughs> to pick up the lyrics. Um, I have to read it like this to know what the song's about. So, yeah, this is pretty much straightforward. It, so to give you a kind of a background of what kind of music this is, I suggest everybody listens to the song before they actually listen to our show. Um, but it's definitely very bluegrassy. It, mm-hmm. It's accompanied by a banjo and a giant bass. And um, there's another word for that, but it's a bass. And they're all dressed up like Amish people, basically. And that's how they sing the song. It's just the four guys standing and they just sort of like warp to different locations. But that's how the song goes. So it doesn't have any of the imagery when you watch the actual video that has any idea what the song's about. Um, but with, what I do like is because those lyrics are like that, it does make this part, which I did hear the words to, make more sense, which is the chorus. And it says, I see my redhead, messed bed, tear shed, queen be my squeeze uh the stage it smells tells hell's bells misspells knocks me on my knees and this is really hard to just read i can't <laughs> it. Flirt, blood squirt stuff shirt hang me on a tree after i count down to three rounds 
in hell I'll be in good company so like because I couldn't understand the lyrics before that always confused me a little bit because I was like I, I definitely got like blood squirt in, in hell but no clearly he just um, murdered someone he mm. murdered his wife or at least beat her and then she stabbed him <laughs> so very country song not a lot of oh yeah um, yeah, I I really love the song now even more. Uh, <laughs> but there's not like a lot of like now that I'm reading the lyrics, there's not a lot of like um, break down the meaning. It's right there. Uh, well, I think that's the other thing that's kind of like it's it's simple. Like the refrain is repetitive, but like the whole song, it is kind of a story, but it's not like a, a story that progresses further and further as you go along. Right. It's basically, going through the same motions every time. Which, yeah, which actually goes back to the, the whole video, because like I said, the video is the guys just basically repeatedly doing the same dance, just at different locations, while the song keeps playing. And they must mm-hmm. like, do 30 different locations, and they're random as hell. I was watching the background, because it's like the 50th time I've seen the video, um, this time where they're in like a brewery, then they seem like they're in a warehouse, and they're just in front of someone's random garage. <laughs> And then they're in a field, and then they're in like uh, middle of New- a waterfall. Like, yep, they're in a waterfall. So yeah, well, no, like a, a fountain, not fall, a fountain. water fountain. Yeah. So, but that makes like it makes a lot more sense the message of the song, even though it doesn't have anything to do with what you're hearing. It's not like those videos back in the day when it was like, um, you know, we would actually just be watching like a woman get beat on the screen while you sang the song. Um, I, there could be like a there could be like a pre intro if they wanted that would be something that would be interesting but they didn't do that. They def like it's and I really yeah because you have to listen to the the tempo it, in no way if you don't really know what the lyrics are tells you how dark the subject matter is except for like I said the refrain you kind of pick it up but it doesn't really like I didn't get it and I've listened to the song several hundred times at this point. <laughs> Um, so yeah, after the refrain, it gets to, uh, I think, it, I don't know if it repeats itself completely, so, but it might. It says, dead love couldn't go no further, proud of and disgusted by her, push shove a little bruised and battered, oh lord, I ain't coming home to you, my life's a bit on a colder, dead wife is what I told her, brass knife sinks into my shoulder, oh babe, don't know what I'm gonna do, so yeah, I think you're right, it just, it literally just repeats itself twice, the entire song. Yeah, so that's the cool thing, is like, there's really not a chorus and a refrain. Right. Like, there's just, there's like, a chorus and verses, it's just two choruses, kind of echoing back and forth between each other. Yeah, because the next part's the same refrain, and I'm not gonna try to Mm -hmm. because it got me tongue-tied, but, (laughs) man, I, I really, like, because I, I listen to a lot of bluegrass, I'm used to a lot of it is like this, where it's not yeah. upbeat songs, but they kind of really snuck this one by me with the way that the tempo is so upbeat, really, when you watch it. Oh, I mean, that's that's one of the art of music, man. That's the whole thing of like how, why the, um, I can't think of the thing, but they do like the whole um, explanation in a movie about the writing of certain songs within um, Mary Poppins, right. because when the medicine goes down, the word is down, but the music actually goes a step up. Huh. Like it's trying to trick you. It's trying to lighten things out. Yeah. So it's the exact same thing. When this starts all just kind of like 
very just kind of like you know colloquial it just sounds like something that you would hear like very like towny just you know out in the field kind of just peppy happy and then you hear the context you're like why am i kind of singing along to this and feeling good because <laughs> i shouldn't yeah because i can guarantee you i've sang along to and i've said in hell i'll be in good company a few times without knowing exactly what i was singing about but like that's kind of like the essence of blues is like there's like there's a there's a fold of the music sounds good or it sounds sad and then usually the story is never usually like a happy ending but <laughs> And I mean, if you want to be optimistic, I don't know, you know what? Oh no, it's definitely like a like a uh, kind of like how um, the song that we've talked about before, um, like wonderful, wonderful world. Yes. Like, yep. It it has that kind of feeling where you know it. He's looking at what he did, and he's taking it in in a lighter way. It's not something he like completely regrets. It's not something he's like, you know, like dreading. He's just kind of accepting. Right. Yeah, no, and like and for anybody that it's been a while since you heard it, it's in a lot of TV shows. But if you listen to, I think it's um, Louis Armstrong's version of A Wonderful World, it literally is a guy sitting on his deathbed. You don't mm-hmm. think about it because he's singing about all these nice things and he's singing in a very nice, accepting way. But it's, it, it's sung from the perspective of somebody on their deathbed thinking about all that they've seen, but all the things they're not going to see because they're going to die. But yeah, you don't really get that until you've like really sat down and thought about it. And that when I figured that out, it depressed the hell out of me. <laughs> or if you're obsessive like the madman and looks at the lyrics and like literally tries to listen to the song so many times over and you're like, wait a minute, they're saying about those words? Yeah. Hmm, this makes me kind of like reevaluate the way I feel about this song. Right. I was going to say, well, I was going to say, but I immediately knew it wasn't right. I was going to say, you could be optimistic and say it works out for the person singing the song, but no, it literally says in there that they're going to be hemmed and then go to hell, and then that's about it. And, but they're kind of accepting of it. Like, they, they, you know, realize based on their consequences that that is, you know, a consequence that is, you know, understandable. It's not something where, you know, the song is not saying, like, oh, like, I killed my wife, but, like, I shouldn't be punished. It's just like, no, like I belong there. (laughs) I wonder the only part that I I really do want to break down a little bit, um, because it's the one line that kind of, I think has a little bit of symbolism to it is the the actual line. After I count down three rounds in hell, I'll be in good company. Does that mean like, because like my brain is putting levels to it. Do you think that means like, they're talking about like Dante's hell where you're kind of down to the third circle. Does it just mean passage of time will bring other people there that they think should be in hell? I'm just curious what you think about like what that could mean. Yeah, no. Cause that's the thing we're trying to find like, where's the symbolism? Where does three rounds mean? Like first I was just going to laugh. Cause I thought you were like going to bring this into wrestling for a second or boxing. Cause like, <laughs> I don't know why, but like whenever he talks about rounds and that, like I think those two things, I'm like, well, third round in boxing, is there like any significance to it? That's the only thing like I, some sports I know, some sports I don't. Yeah. That would be something I would have to pick up on. I think there is like a like the third round means like, you know, it's not just going to be like a like a quick fight over. Um, but I don't know if there's something or if, you know, what you're saying is like they're referencing like something with Dante, which I wouldn't have even really like made that connection. So there you go. Good job, hostess man. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, no. Yeah, I, um, three, three rounds. 
And I just, I honestly, it's one of those songs. It's not, it's not, it's not gun related. No. And just, yeah, reading through, because it's part of the, the refrain that goes by. So I'll just read it through and we'll see if we break it down what it's talking about. Because I think it tells a big part of the whole story. So I see my redhead, mess bed, tear shed, queen bee, my squeeze. So I think that's clearly the person that the song's about, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, the stage, it smells, uh, tells hell's bells, misspells, knocks me on my knees. That That's an interesting line, too. The stage. I wonder what that means. Hmm. Well, I think it might have been, like, because it was a crime of passion. I don't think he realized that he, what he did, what he did. And that's what he's saying is he's trying to, like, compartmentalize it. Right. So the stage is him, like, when you set the stage. So, like, when he realized, you know, I just killed my wife right. or girlfriend or whatever, like, how like you know it happened and now it's like oh the stage is there like i'm looking at it now and it's more real like you know how sometimes people have it especially in movies stuff like that like things happen and you don't see it and then when it does happen and it's an like something that's not going to change right there's like a moment of realization yeah and yeah i think that kind of yeah it does because it kind of feeds into the next line which is it didn't hurt flirt blood squirt stuff shirt hang me on a tree so like, I think that's exactly it. It's somebody that's like, didn't know what they were doing. And there's another song that I like, I'm going to bring up in a minute, but it does, it seems like it's somebody that doesn't know what they're doing, but they remember like it just all sort of happened and now they're going to be hung for it. Mm-hmm. And of course they're going to end up in hell because they murdered someone. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other song that this reminds me of, which is a much more, it, it's a much more A to B story that doesn't repeat itself like this, but it definitely has a lot of the same themes is by uh, Johnny Cash. It's called I Hung My Head. Have you ever heard that one? Mm-hmm. Yep. I, I like, I shouldn't even ask you, of course you've heard these songs because you've heard every song of man. But anyway. No, no, no. Just a lot of Johnny Cash. So, so that song for anybody that hasn't heard it is basically all just one narrative. And it's about a boy who borrows his brother's gun to go sit out in the middle of a field and he watches a rider because back in the West because Johnny Cash come across on a horse and to practice his aim, he just like aims at the guy. The gun goes off, kills the guy and he gets captured by the police and gets hanged for murder basically. But it wasn't intentional. It wasn't, but he, you know, he did it, you know, and that's the whole point of the song. It's the same type of thing here, but it's much more truncated here. But the whole idea is like just sort of um, coming to terms with this awful thing that you've done, and be you know be ready for the consequences. I think mean, that's the, the lesson of both songs, really. Mm-hmm. So are, are we done with the lyrics? I mean, we've gone through them. I don't know if there's too much we can squeeze out of this. I didn't. I really didn't realize when I picked the song that it just repeated itself <laughs> twice like that. Not that it, we haven't got a lot out of it. It's just I. That was that was like so. There's a few things that like distinctly because we didn't talk about the beginning of the song. Yeah. Like, I just loved like the intro to it. Like, I don't know. And there's something too like that kind of whistling. That's true. Just seems like it's like a good opening. Like, it just you know it goes back to that peppiness and it's like a build. So it starts starts where it's just like you know a guy in a road whistling and it sounds like it's just kind of like that carefree whistling. You know, like people just walking around. La di da di da. And then it's slow and it zooms out and it's no longer him. And then there's a group there and then they do. And that's the thing too, like any kind of like snap kick dance that it's all breeding this just like 
fun. Let's just, you know, yeah. do a jig kind of stuff. And then you're just like, wait, no. Um, but no, and that's one of the cool things about that whole thing. And I just do like the, the difference between the two vocalists is what kind of like the whistling part. And then that difference between the two vocalists caught me right. because like that, that guy's like raspy dark throat thing works so well compared to the other, like the, the bass player. Right. Cause yeah, the bass player is the one that comes out and he's whistling and he's like, you know, we zoom in on him and then he's the one that does the refrain, which is very, like I said, very hard to read, but when you listen to it, it's just, it's, it almost goes nonsensical. It just sounds like a bunch of like, you know, like fun words. And you might pick mm-hmm. up on blood squirt and make, like I said, without reading lyrics, it was kind of jarring. I didn't, it didn't make sense to the rest of the song in my head. But it's like... <laughs> well, and the, and the, the other thing that's really cool is if you break it down in like a musical sense. So the guy on the bass, the lyrics of it is a percussion. It's there's a rhythm, there's a tick right. to it. Whereas the other guy, even though basically it's like two refrains echoing each other. One refrain is more melodic, even though it's darker and lower, it has more tone to it. Like it's not specific. Like it's more trying to sound out emotions where the other one is just kind of like making sense of it in a rhythmic time frame. Right. Yeah. I, I, I don't know a lot about these guys specifically, but I will say that, yeah, they clearly knew what they were doing much more than a lot of other like music videos I've seen, which don't make any sense. Um, this one had a lot more to it than I would have thought. And uh, like I said, I always definitely tell people to watch the music video, listen to the song before we listen to this episode. I'm going to make a special point of like putting in, in the notes, watch this music video before you watch us talk about the song, because that's the only way you're going to get everything we're talking about. Um, but yeah, I, I think we've, like, I think we, this song has been pretty well, um, dissected like i said about 20 minutes is what i usually do for these episodes because it's like four minutes of material so 20 minutes seems good is there anything else you wanted to add before we move on just in the the, the other last thing like in like the same thing with like the lyrical context of it or like the setup is the the, the two people there like that when you were saying the, this song or you don't know that much about the artist like I will say, because like this is the song that kind of got me down mm-hmm. their road. I'm like, okay, I'm going to learn more about them. This is kind of a unique song of theirs. Like, it's not like every song sounds similar, right. or like this song is a standout. Like, if there's a reason why it's single, why it's that is, it is something that that, that what they brought for that is a unique individual sound. It's not something where you you know you get this kind of vibe and then you listen to them and it's like oh okay this song sounds similar to that. No, they have songs where it's like this is two refrains going back and forth. They like not all of their music is like that, but that style is there. And even to it's cool where, you know, I wasn't sure, like technically in this song, there's not one lead vocal. Yeah, that's true. Like there's two different refrains they're echoing. So there's not really a story being told. It's just like, here's a concept. Here's a concept with some feeling to it. And it kind of goes back and forth that way. So it's, it's a story in some sense. But like until you break it down or same thing when you realize when you looked at the lyrics, um, it's just one of those things that like, oh, it just, you know, sounds like Peppy. Then if you break it down further, like, what are they talking about? And then it just always kind of catches like there's something about and even to like the intro and the outro is like that, where that goes back to that faint whistling. And that's one of the things that I don't know what just it just draws people in that way. 
just like it's a good kind of like ease back out where it pans out of the photo pans out of like the video and everything and it just kind of feels like people are just kind of like walking along a road like a lot of that sound somehow just makes it feel like you're there with them because and that's what the good thing about it is it's just you know people walking on a street they're you know humming a tune and they're walking by you humming that tune yeah no i completely agree like i could see just walking down the street with my headphones in humming this tune they're just sounding upbeat and happy but it's all about going to hell so um yeah i i'm really happy we did this song i can't wait to do another one of these episodes um because i love doing these at some point and i i talked about this on the other episodes i've done of this at some point we're gonna have to circle back around to the sound of silence because i had way too much fun breaking that down on my own so the two of us together, I think, are just going to go off a philosophical cliff about the song silence. Well, so the, the tricky thing with that, because I'm more of a metalhead, like, I would almost have to, we would have to do the original and the one that yeah. Disturbed did, because, like, they just tell the same story, but they tell it differently in a unique Well, way. Mr. Uh, DJ Madman, if you had listened to the episode, uh, clearly you don't, I, you would have known that I talked about both of them. Yay! <laughs> But yeah, no, we'll definitely. Well, I've been I've been busy because I'm a madman. I'm always, you know, tip, tipping things off. You think I take time and you know follow stuff? That doesn't sound very madman like. <laughs> I'm busy doing concocting other things and not being ordersome. So, fool. <laughs> but yeah, no, we'll have to circle back around to it just because I feel like a part two for that one. But there's a lot of different songs, and as we've already established, you know every song written in the Western Hemisphere in the last, well, let's say, 50, no. 60 years. So, lots to work with. Um, well, we have to do we have to do James Taylor stuff at some point. Like if you mention Johnny Cash, I have to do a back to James Taylor yeah. at some point. And I would love to just for the fun of it do the Gambler by Kenny Rogers, just because I love that song so mm. much. Uh, plus, it makes me think of King of the Hill. Anyway, all right. So yeah, that's uh, Chaos Traveler for this month, week, whatever. Whenever we decide to do another one. Um, I hope you enjoyed it and um, yeah, join us. I've, we've already recorded. So Monday is going to be um, Star Trek Deep Space Nine season four or sorry, season two, episode four. And then the Wednesday show is going to be Lewis Black. We sat down and watched Comedy Central presents uh, Lewis Black stand up special and we just broke it down and talked about it. Was that an older one? Yeah, that was like the one, one that he did in like 2001. We, uh, we sat down and watched okay. it uh, just because we were actually, we had no nice. idea what we were going to record and we had another idea when we actually went on to it and we decided that didn't work. So we just did that on the fly. It worked out pretty well. So, all right. Well, um, yeah, everybody, thanks for listening. Uh, like and subscribe everywhere. Uh, follow the show at Chaos Pod Show on Twitter. Follow me at Last Kill Chris One. You can write the show at chaospodshow at gmail.com and uh, just tell a friend, like and subscribe, please. Please, please, please. Yeah, t- tell tell us what you think of us. Tell if you find us boring, interesting. If you have suggestions yeah. for episode or content, we yeah, definitely. Like, like that's what the email is for. If you have an idea of something you want us to watch or something you want us to try, let us know because we can literally do anything at this point. Of course, there's a chance we may we may ignore you for a period, but we'll 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 keep you yeah. in mind. We just we gotta do what we gotta do first, and then we'll, we'll get to it eventually. <laughs> yeah, always. But I hope eventually. everybody has a good night, and we'll see you soon. Stay crazy, everyone.